0: is the dealer news today podcast the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them hey what's up everybody and welcome to another episode of dealer news today brought to you by cox automotive and dealer track in partnership with the dave canton group i am your host derek d and if you just throw a com on the end of that you can find out all about me but Let's find out about our guests today and what they do. That's right, guests. We have two of them. So let me first introduce the VP of operations, dealer track registration and title solutions, Kate Gavin to the show. Hi
1: Derek. Thanks for having me excited to be here.
0: Oh, no problem. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, where are you from Kate?
1: I am based out of Connecticut.
0: Oh, okay. Is that where you're originally from?
1: I have moved all over. I've been in the South for 20 years and just came back North about six years ago. So East coast all my life.
0: Yeah, I understand that. Me too. I'm in Jersey by the beach. So East coaster as well. Uh, Has your career mainly been in the automotive industry?
1: I have been in both finance and the automotive industry.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense for what we're going to talk about today, but... As I said before, Kate is not the only guest on the show today. We also have the Director of Government Affairs for DealerTrack. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sarah Hunziker to the show. How you doing, Sarah?
2: Hey, Derek. I'm doing great. Thanks for the opportunity to spend some time with you this afternoon.
0: Oh, no problem at all. It's going to be fun. Uh, Sarah, where are you from? So I hail from the
2: Golden State, sunny California.
0: Oh, cool. What part? I live in Sacramento. Oh, nice. I've never been to Sacramento, but I have been to San Francisco, which if I'm not mistaken, I think it's just a little south of there uh so anyway kate is in connecticut sarah you're in cali i'm in jersey but you guys, opposite sides of the country, do you know each other well or work together often or not so much? Or
1: Absolutely. We interact and collaborate on a daily basis. So super close team um, and have enjoyed working with Sarah for the last three to four years.
0: Oh, OK, good. So in other words, a lot of Zoom calls.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so much Zoom. But things are picking up now. So hopefully a lot less Zoom. Um Anyway, let's jump right into it. Kate, I could start with you. Uh, I know you said you were in finance in the past, but you've now been in the automotive industry a long time. You helped adapt new safety protocols to continue on-site processing of vehicle titles and paperwork. In your opinion, how has the car buying experience been this past year? And I'm talking about mainly 2020.
1: Sure, absolutely. I think that the, the car buying process actually fared really well. Yeah, we saw advancement that was accelerated over the last year that had COVID not hit, you know, it may have taken many, many years to, to get the progress that we saw. Um, and one thing I like to point out is there's a, a 2021 Cox Automotive study that showed that car buyers in 2020 gave the highest satisfaction scores ever recorded. That's so crazy. You to, yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. of car buyers were highly satisfied with the overall shopping experience, and I think it's because of the use of technology attributed to saving time for the consumer and adding convenience by driving more of that process online that was typically done in person and with physical paper previously.
0: Yeah, I think it was definitely more, uh, I guess, convenient because you're home, you know, basically doing it on a computer and stuff like that, but you know that that, like you said, the technology was just forced to be uh, fast tracked because of the pandemic. So, and I've said it on the show before a million times it's kind of the positive out of the negative. Um, are you seeing any trends around the process that involves uh, registration and title and the DMV?
1: Yes, absolutely. So we are seeing that shift to digital. Um, So the trends that I see are new states are embracing electronic registration and titling solutions. Additional states are mandating the use of those solutions and or enforcing mandates of those solutions because they realize the value that embracing electronic solutions provides. It takes stress off the brick and mortar DMV storefronts um, and provides a safer solution, especially amidst COVID.
0: Sure. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, anything to add?
2: Yeah, I would just add to that underlying this uh, kind of acceleration by the state DMVs in terms of their adoption of digital solutions has really been uh, what I refer to as the legislative renaissance. Um, and that is because most auto retail laws and regulations were actually originally authored back in the 1950s and 1960s. Wow. And so, At that time, those laws never really contemplated the digital processing of motor vehicle documents and records. And so that's really kind of underlying this acceleration we're seeing at the state level. And so this year, we've seen an unprecedented amount of activity at the state level, um, specifically focused on changing the law's laws around registration and titling requirements to really allow states more flexibility in terms of how they actually process these documents. Um, And it was really, you know, although this trend was underway before COVID, COVID has really acted as an accelerator. And it's really because of necessity um, is forcing these DMVs in order to continue providing services in this kind of post-pandemic environment Um, You know, for them to be able to continue providing services, they need to be able to shift to digital. And so this is a trend, again, that was present before COVID, but has, you know, really, I would say, increased exponentially since COVID and one that we, you know, are anticipating will kind of stay as crazy for the next couple of years.
0: Yeah, I think it was, you know, forced to happen, which was a good thing because it's it's kind of like just ripping the Band-Aid off. Look, you gotta, you know, jump on this ba- the bandwagon of of going digital and and making it more convenient for people because we have the technology to do so, so why not do it? And then COVID hit and boom, it was like, well, now you gotta do it.
2: We have um, to do it, exactly. Yeah.
0: I just think it's funny though, you, you know, every time we talk about this on the show, I've brought it up a few times, it's like, when they get that dot matrix printer out of the dealership that you have to go into and you have to sign all that paperwork, when that's finally gone, I'll know. Wow, they really advanced everything. Do you know what I'm talking about?
2: I do. I do know. What I'm yeah, about. I recently <laughs> that, bought a new car, and there was a dot matrix printer involved. So <laughs> I <laughs> with do. The,
0: with the perforated edges, with yes. the, with the holes, it's like wow, they still use that. Still, it's 2021. But anyway, uh, Sarah, how big is a role has technology? played, uh, so far.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, I think technology has played a central role, right. Um, as DMVs shift from manual to, uh, digitization, they wouldn't be able to do that without technology. Um, and so, you know, again, I think the technology is, it exists and the states are, are very familiar with the benefits and the merits of implementing these technologies and, you know, because they're well-vetted technologies, again, that's just giving states kind of greater comfort in adopting these solutions, um, where maybe you know a decade or 15 years ago, states were reluctant um, because these technologies at the time were emerging. But mm-hmm. now you have a number of states that have adopted what we refer to as the foundational electronic solutions really in this space. Um, yeah. Foundational solutions are electronic lean and title. Um, and at a very high level, that is a technology that's utilized by automotive financiers. It allows them to actually manage their vehicle title portfolio electronically instead of actually having to manage that printed paper title with a lien on it. Um, and we now have 25 states who have adopted that technology. A number of more states kind of have initiatives on the horizon. And yes. then- today have two-thirds of our states have actually adopted some version of what we refer to as electronic registration and titling, and that is uh, the, the users of that solution tend to be primarily automobile dealers. It gives them the tools and, and technologies or technology and capabilities to electronically submit their registration and titling data to the DMV electronically, again, eliminating the need for somebody to actually walk the dock, walk those documents into a DMV or mail those documents into the DMV for processing.
0: Right. Which is super convenient. I mean, that's, that's just, I mean, that's what people want. Kate, when do you think we'll be fully digital over at the DMV? Because let's be honest, I think we all would love that. And do you think we'll be fully digital sooner because of the pandemic hitting?
1: So I don't have my crystal ball handy.
0: Well, yeah, you know,
1: exactly when I think we'll be fully digital, but definitely uh, to answer your question, the pandemic accelerated that migration for sure. Yeah, Um, I'm super excited to see DMVs embracing technology and advancements in this space, but at different paces from state to state. Um, So some things that I see as critical next steps for us is helping, uh, you know, all 50 states embrace the the two primary solutions that Sarah touched on. So electronic lien and title, electronic registration and title solutions. But also we're now seeing new states adopt electronic signatures. So get rid of the wedding and paper, you know, signatures. Right. Yeah. Um, as well as embrace an electronic eodometer statement. Um, so really removing barriers that require paper in the transaction today to get to that fully digital environment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's the main thing is just being able to be like, we have the technology, let's be able to sign the paperwork, show you our documents all digitally and just avoid having to go there and wait in line and pick a number and, and all Absolutely. that stuff, you know, during the, during the, and the pandemic was, you know, last year, last summer, my brother <laughs> opened his, an, a new brick and mortar gym. He's been, you know, uh, you know, like literally on March 12th and then boom, the pandemic. And it was so like that sucked. But so the, on the side, he always did landscaping. So he started a landscaping business and he bought a pickup truck and, you know, he just couldn't go to the DMV. Like he literally was driving it around unregistered or whatever, whatever, where I don't know if it was unregistered or he didn't have the proper, he didn't have plates to put on it or whatever, because. The DMV the, the was closed and it wasn't letting any people in, and you got to go to show the paperwork. So it was, it was just like, how is this happening? Like, can it just be, hey, we could digitally, you know, show stuff or send, you know, whatever it's a, a picture, whatever it is, scan it, and you know, get the seal of approval from the DMV and then be able to have that paperwork in your car if you get pulled over by a cop, you know. And what you what you what you ladies are talking about is exactly this. Like that wouldn't happen anymore, which would be. Very convenient.
2: Absolutely, exactly. We found that those DMVs who had these foundational solutions in place going into the pandemic fared much better than those states that didn't. And we saw in those states that didn't have these foundational solutions that able them to provide a continuity of services during the pandemic, you know, it resulted in these in these essentially insurmountable backlogs at the DMV that they are yeah. trying to dig out of in some cases. Um, and so, again, they recognize as they're kind of now, you know, hindsight is twenty Um, They're mm-hmm. down and looking at, okay, well, what can we do if we find ourselves in this situation again? Where is our risk? And what are, you know, what are the things that we need to change in order to be able to provide or continuing providing services to customers, um, you know, assuming that we may have these kind of operational challenges going into the future. And so it's really that necessity that is, is driving the acceleration of, of the States adopting not only the foundational solutions, but these enhancements that Kate spoke about as well.
0: Right. I'm, I'm in Jersey, so I'm pretty sure Jersey was one of those States that was not prepared.
2: They had a bit <laughs> of a rough time.
0: Yeah. Cause we also have a ton of people and you know, in, in our small States. So yeah. yeah, that was, that was, that was a, that was a little rough, but, um, Is there any other factors that were at work to allow, you know, for these advances to occur that, you know, weren't COVID related?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think you just have kind of a a general consensus among industry that this is the future of the industry. Yeah. And so there are, you know, there have been these organic, you know, I refer to them as kind of organic initiatives that have also been underway, again, prior to COVID. Um, States certainly recognize the merits and the values of, of these solutions, but states aren't unlike you know, big corporations where they have competing priorities um, and they don't have unlimited resources. And so there are barriers, even though states may want to move in this direction, in reality, reality, there are barriers. They are often legislative or technical, or again, they have competing priorities. And so despite a desire to want to move in this direction, they didn't always have the means to do so. But again, I think COVID is really, you know, COVID is going to take, if this, you know, if this was kind of their number five priority, it's now moved up to number one or two.
0: Right. as Yeah, as it should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think. Kate, if I, so say I buy a used car, right? And I want to get my registration and the title. Uh, I get it from whoever I bought it from, whether it's a private or from a dealership. Uh, I guess it would be a little different if you got it from a dealership. But say I bought it privately and I got the title and the registration what kind of what is the process now digitally if I go online to, you know, get, get that, you know, to get that done at the DMV from the comfort of my own home and my computer? Like, what is that process? How long does it take?
1: So that experience, I think, would vary from state to state, depending on, on where they are on this electronic journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are states out there that offer an electronic interface so that you can process that registration and title transaction online, um, which definitely expedites the end consumer's receipt of those documents. In states where those electronic solutions are not available, um, you you would have to arrange for uh, that transaction to be completed in person. And a similar experience, if you were to buy your vehicle from a, a dealership, if that dealership was connected to the DMV via an electronic solution, again, it would streamline that process and avoid a trip to the DMV for you. Whereas if you were in a state where that solution was not available, that would be, you know, the next step for you.
0: Right. And so if you're in a state where it is available, you know, I, I would imagine it must be pretty quick. You know, you go on your computer, you you send them the stuff and yes. or is there or is there a kind of a, a lot like, you know, you'd have to wait because you're sending it to them. Someone has to see it and then get back to you. Like, what is that? How long? Yeah. So
1: with the electronic solutions, especially the, the solutions that DealerTrack has built, the response is immediate. We are, we are connected live with the DMV. Oh, that's great. So when you, you take a few minutes to process the transaction online, you would know immediately if that transaction was going to be approved or not. Um, whereas if there's there's a paper review process, obviously that would take some more time to review and gain that approval and have those documents shipped out to you.
0: Yeah, that's just. I mean, think about that. You you do it online, you do it digitally, and you're said it's pretty much instant instead of getting in your car, going to the DMV. First off, making sure to find the paperwork, then getting your car, going to the DMV, get a, get a number, wait in line, get called. <laughs> it's just like everyone needs to adopt that like stat like right away. I
1: completely agree.
0: <laughs> Make it happen. Um, Sarah, Is can you give me some examples of any like, um, I don't know, new legislation that's helping drive the digital modernization for registration and title? Like, is there something they're like, oh, you have to do this now? It's got to be digital. Is any new laws or anything?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, we've just seen an unprecedented amount of unprecedented amount of activity at at the state level this year relative to um, enabling, again, the foundational solutions, so ELT or ERT, but also in those states that have these foundational solutions in place, uh, expanding them incrementally by incorporating some of these enhancements. Um, We have across the U.S., we have this kind of trinity of, of electronic lien and title registration, or I'm sorry, electronic lien and title legislation um, that's has been passed in Indiana, Illinois, and Oklahoma. Um, okay. In Indiana and Oklahoma, they are enabling electronic lien and title. So those are two states that don't have that foundational solution today. Uh, but the legislature is mandating that those states implement these solutions by July 1st of next year. So very exciting on that front. Um, and the same with Illinois. Uh, they are, are kind of actively working toward implementing ELT by July 1st of next year as well. Uh, and then we'll be mandating the use of that solution uh, shortly after it becomes operational. So, uh-huh. a of, uh, yeah, a lot of kind of exciting things on the horizon from an ELT standpoint. Um, In California, I wanted to highlight a piece of legislation um, that kind of will impact uh, kind of the dealer workflow more upstream in the process. And it's relative to the funding documents. Uh, There's a piece of legislation in California that if passed will actually enable digital signatures on the contract. So the motor vehicle sales contract or lease contract. Um, And again, it's just one more, uh, you know, one more document that is no longer required to be processed on paper, it will allow for a digital signature. And so it'll keep that whole packet of documents theoretically digital. Good. Uh, or in a digital <laughs> state. So, yeah, again, you know, I can talk forever about uh, about all the bills that are out there this year that would impact uh, um, the dealer's ability to process and Title electronically.
0: Hmm. Now you said if passed, like who is against this? Like who would be like, no, not well, not many,
2: no. yeah, not, <laughs> not many folks
0: um, yeah, like who's like, nope, I don't want that. We are going to yeah, say no this to is this. Not, <laughs> th-
2: yeah. bread and title, fortunately, is not a partisan issue. It's, you know, usually has bipartisan broad support. Um, but, you know, state legislatures are full of surprises. And so, yeah. you know, a legislative initiative is kind of always inherently risky. Um, you can't always predict what the legislature is going to do. But typically these these initiatives have broad support.
0: Well, that's good. And hopefully New Jersey will jump on that too yes. <laughs> soon. Um, Kate, you know, this is, you know, like I, I said before, I, I'm not savvy in all this stuff. So this is this is interesting to me to find out like this behind the scenes of how this all works is uh, is, is, you know, is, is there um, like what's coming next? You know, not many people talk about this. Like what would be next in this side of auto retail?
1: Well, I can give you uh, a brief heads up on a couple of exciting announcements that we've just made. Sure. Um, so, for Dealer Track, we just announced an endorsement with the Ohio Auto Dealers Association. And why that's important is it shows that we have dedicated um, tons of time and energy to that partnership, to making sure that we are bringing streamlined registration and titling solutions to dealers in the state of ohio so that is a a tremendous focus area for us right now Mm -hmm. just last week we actually launched a brand new registration and titling product in the state of minnesota called regentitle 360 that brings together two components of technology that historically had been separate so for those dealers in the state of Minnesota, they can use one solution to process their electronic in-state registration and title transactions as well as their out-of-state transactions all in one place. So that's Oh, that's
0: good. Yeah, that's that's great. So you could like get a car in Minnesota and you could basically register it in any other state?
1: That's exactly right. You could buy a car in Minnesota and want to register and title it in the state of Connecticut, for example.
0: Huh? And like I said, that's any other state. You could do that from Minnesota to any other state.
1: Yes. Our 50 state solution covers the entire U.S.
0: That's awesome. I wonder if people are like, well, it's such a You know, pain in the ass right now in my state to title and register a car. I'll head over to Minnesota, buy it there, and do all the registration and stuff for my state from Minnesota because it's way easier than where I live. Well,
1: (laughs) and that's the thing, right? With electronic technology, we're seeing that, you know, historically where customers were shopping locally when they had to go to the dealership to buy the vehicle— with, you know, all the advancements on the internet and being able to shop from dealerships nationwide, it's driving those internet sales and those those vehicle acquisitions from states other than their home state.
0: Yes, very true. And then you have the companies like the Carvanas and stuff of the world that people are buying cars from as well. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Sarah and Kate, this has definitely been informative. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going that maybe we didn't talk about or that I maybe didn't ask? <laughs>
1: I think we've covered it all. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. This is uh, an exciting time to be in the registration and titling space, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you guys coming on. Kate, uh, you're in you're in Connecticut, so, uh, you know, I guess have fun up there. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in Jersey, so, you know, we're, we're part of the tri-state. So, yeah, I guess you're getting about the same weather as me.
1: Yes,
0: absolutely. <laughs> and Sarah, of course, you enjoy California. Actually, I'll be out there at the end of June, so that'll be nice. It'll be nice and warm for you. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to it. Sarah Hunziker, the Director of Government Affairs for DealerTrack, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Derek. And Kate Gavin, the VP of Operations, DealerTrack Registration, and Title Solutions, thank you as well. Thanks for having us. You got it. And that will do it for this episode of Dealer News Today, brought to you by Cox Automotive and DealerTrack. I'm Derek D. For all my stuff, you can check out DerekD.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. You have a great day. Talk to you later. This is Dealer News Today.